Radio On, Berlin. Welcome to Radio On. Here we are in the cardiology unit at uh, Vivantes Friedrichshain. And uh, I'm here with Nicholas Schreck, who's come to visit me here in the hospital uh, after catching some kind of extreme kind of pneumonia um, about over a week ago. and. Uh, and green ooze, even at this moment, is coming out of my lungs and uh, etc. I'm out of ICU now, so uh, so Nicholas, thank you for coming in. My pleasure, and this is the first interview I've ever done in a cardiology department mm. of a hospital, so mm. it is a new challenge and experience, but I think, obviously, considering where we are, maybe the first topic we should discuss is how from an initiatory point of view, a metaphysical point of view, one should approach illness mm. and maladies and sickness in general. Mm. And one of the main teachings of Tantric Buddhism, as you know, is that every experience that we have is um, useful fuel for the path of initiation. There is no, even though illness is painful, and difficult and a challenge to our physical being, it is a useful initiatory experience. We, we can take it on the path. There's a phrase in Tantric Buddhism to take all experience on the path without distinguishing that this is a good experience or a bad one. We look at everything as the Buddha nature teaching us. Mm -hmm. So I think a general reflection on illness and sickness and how an initiate can deal with it rather than the way that a materialistic worldling would deal with illness, would mm -hmm. see it as entirely negative. So maybe the first thing to mention is that illness is very important to the, to the very earliest teaching of the Buddha Shakyamuni because when he was a noble prince and a pampered, spoiled, protected young man in the court of his father, in what is now Nepal, he was kept enclosed in his palace so he would not see the misery and unhappiness in the outer world because there had been a prophecy when he was born that he will either be a Chakravartin, which is a world leader, a world conqueror like Alexander the Great or Genghis Khan, or he will be the enlightened one. And his father, the king, wanted him to be a powerful worldly leader, not a spiritual advanced being. So he kept him protected from the real world in the palace gates. And one day his valet or his assistant took the young prince Gautama outside of the palace and the Buddha, not yet the Buddha, he was still a worldly prince, saw a sick person. He had never seen a sick person. He saw a corpse and he saw an old person, and he had never seen these three things. So that later became part of his teaching that where, where, no matter how happy we are, no matter how fortunate we are, no matter how lucky we are in our life, we are all going in the same direction. We are all going to experience old age, sickness, and death. Some of us may, we may not experience old age, but one way or the other, we are going to experience sickness, and death. And what the Buddha taught is that we all have a gigantic defense mechanism. We pretend 
we're always going to be healthy, we're always going to have strength, we're always going to have abundant choices, but as we move through life, from the moment of birth, we are dying. From the moment we, we are born, we come out of the womb, we're headed to the tomb. And we need to be very aware of that. And that's not a bad thing or a morbid thing. Mm. It's a fact that helps us focus what should we do with our time on earth. So the second thing about illness, how, how a rational or worldly, logical, supposedly logical person would wonder, could illness be useful for initiation? Well, it, teaches, it is a teacher. One, it teaches us one of the main points of reality, impermanence. That we can have health one day, we can feel great, we can be vital, we can be in the midst of doing everything we want to do, and suddenly we can be, the carpet can be pulled out from under us and we are weakened and we have no choices. Our choices are narrowed and we are, suddenly illness has come. And then we realize how fragile our physical vessel is. Then we realize how vulnerable we are, how impermanent our life is, how quickly health can become sickness. So that's a very valuable lesson. And, and I think a lot of people who have been through a major chronic illness or medical emergency cherish and, and um, honor their life more because they realize how quickly everything can change. So illness is a valuable teacher. It shows us impermanence. It shows us, secondly, we cannot count on this samsaric world, the phenomenal world, to be reliable because our bodies are unreliable. Uh, everything here in this physical world, in this material world, cannot be counted on. It's, it's just a passing dream. So it's very valuable to see, you know, one day you had all your plans, you were doing this, that, and the other, you, you know, Tomorrow I'm going to do this, and no, weeks later, here you are in the hospital. Mm. It's a wake-up call, and, it's, and, and maybe your misfortune to people who are listening can think about this, and, and something can be gained from your misfortune, or whenever we are sick, they can think, well, that could happen to me. Mm. So the third part, take care of yourself. Take your health seriously you know, your body is fragile. A lot of people in capitalist, overworked, burnt out culture that we live in do not take care of their body. And that too is a very important part of the Buddhist path. Proper nutrition, get enough sleep, you know, to pay attention to your body, get exercise. How many people really do these things these days? So take your body, which in, in the tantric tradition, the body is referred to as the temple of the nine gates because of the nine orifices in our body. So another lesson when you're sick, realize could you have done more to maintain and preserve your health? So take your body seriously as it is the vehicle that our good karma has brought us that we can become initiated in. And then the final thing um, about illness, well no, two final things about illness. One, what, when you are ill, you can say, all right, it, it is, I have created negative karma in my past lives and in this life. And now that negative karma is blossoming in the form of an illness. Because any, any kind of illness is the result of our past actions. 
And we, we can't blame the illness or the world. It's, it's us. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens to us, positive mm -hmm. or negative, is mm -hmm. the result of our, our speech, our thoughts, and our actions. And the word karma gets very misunderstood, but basically it just means cause and effect. If we do something, we get a result. So being hit by the sudden illness, what does it mean for you? It means some karma, some neg you have caused some harm to somebody in past lives, we all have, and it blossoms in this life. So the positive thing you can think is in the ultimate way, even though you're suffering now and you're sick and you're in pain and your life is very narrowed down in your choices, you are purifying that negative karma. You see what I mean? By, by suffering, by being sick, you're burning up the negative karma. So this is actually an opportunity to, to purify yourself of negative karma. Well, um, the green goo that's coming out of my lungs, even at this very moment, and filling up this kind of plastic container, which has been doing for a few days now, is uh, definitely seems to be some result of something that I've done to myself right somehow so yeah so I can appreciate this I mean also you're talking about the nine gates as well and that's kind of interesting because like last night I was counting how many connections I've got I mean I have oxygen going into my nose uh, there's blood there's this amazing blood thing that they've got where they invented it uh, injected into the vein and then they can draw blood out at any time of day or night like little vampires and then there's a an IV going in that where the saline solutions and um, antibiotics and stuff go in that goes going into the straight into the body and then there's a heartbeat thing and then of course because I'm, I mean I was in lung the lung ward before and now I'm in the cardiology unit so everything's being monitored all the time so I've got these kind of um, another 4k four cables I think, five cables. So there's about, there's about nine sort of um, things where things are coming in, going out, oh yeah, and also this lung stuff that's coming directly out of the lungs going into this thing. Right. So there's all these, I'm kind of trapped in this kind of spider's web of cables, right. wires, and monitors, stuff like that. Well, and so, that makes you very aware of the mechanism of the body and how much we indeed. take for granted its normal functioning when it suddenly stops functioning. Totally. We see how much it is like a mechanical thing that yeah. needs... And, and a, an important point that you may be aware, you think of, because you're dealing with doctors and mm. nurses and mm. other patients, when you're sick, you also understand another important thing that our ego, mm. that our, our self-cherishing prefers not to see, yeah. is how dependent we are on other people. Totally, yeah. We are, suddenly when you're sick, mm. you, you can think you're the king of the universe, mm. but no matter how wonderful you think you mm. are, you are dependent on total, the kindness mm. of strangers and the competence yeah. and the training and efficiency of people you don't know mm. are helping you. And, and that can increase our own generosity, mm. our own kindness, and, make, and very important, make us grateful for the kindness that other people grant to us and hopefully can make us have more compassion for people who are suffering. Yeah. So we are we are interdependent. We are, you know, when you're when you're perfectly healthy, 
you can think I'm, you know, I'm in charge of the whole cosmos. Mm. I can do anything. Sure. But you can't, suddenly you can't do anything. You are dependent on the people that invented these machines. Yeah. You're dependent on the nurse, on the doctor, on all of these people, on, mm. on the Krankenkasse, mm. the German government mm. that, that, that luckily and sanely gives its citizen mm. a fair and affordable health care system. All of these things suddenly you must be very grateful for. Mm -hmm. So it, illness forces you to accept we are dependent on the kindness and care of others and can encourage us to be kind and to care for others. Yeah, certainly. I, I mean, um, I know that uh, being kind to the nurses and, well, being grateful, I'm definitely grateful. This German phrase, ich bin dankbar, I'm grateful, um, brings back immediate uh, uh, friendliness as well and it makes a big difference um, I'm, I was sharing a ward with another guy an older guy in uh, in the lung ward before and he was um, cleared of cancer he thought he might have, he had cancer and uh, and it turned out to be something well treatable like tuberculosis or mm -hmm. something they were also he was also cleaning his blood but he was in the lung ward um, he was an older guy and uh, I know that um, I gave him my phone to call his um, brother uh, and he it was a big moment to realize that he didn't have cancer I think but it was interesting for me and without I mean this is without trying to not judge too much but the comedy of what it is to be human the next moment he was complaining that, that one of the nurses or one of the orderlies had taken his spoon from from his food right while he was in the toilet and he was complaining about this i heard complaints uh, but i don't know people's personal situation again how to practice non-judgment but there's a lot of irony and paradoxes of the human condition no med you know? um, um, I don't med have medicine and illness <laughs> is, is a black comedy so yeah. look what we see the, the humor certainly of, of, of the pomp and, and how seriously people take each other yeah sure and, uh, and the levels of importance you know one moment you know this person was cleared of cancer life-changing sort of thing and which a dear friend of mine died recently mm -hmm. and I was with him while he died in the hospital again talking about all these recent sort of things right. that have been happening. I was with him all night and listening to his breathing all night and heard his, was with him and witness, a witness to his last breath. And then going back to this patient before that, uh, yeah, we as humans, we uh, can be eternally thankful, but then in the next moment, that our spoon is missing. Exactly. You know, and who did it? Right. You know. No, Where that, did it that, go? that's a very valuable lesson. Is is our priorities? We have been given the gift of that we, we are allowed to live, mm. and then within minutes we're grumbling and exactly. whining and complaining. Exactly. And and we are never grateful enough for what we have. Yeah. So, and I think people who have suffered an illness mm. realize they they have a better capacity to be grateful mm. for all the things we take for granted. Mm. So I hope that people listening. You may be healthy now, but tomorrow morning, mm. illness may strike you. So mm. be very grateful for mm. the moments of health and strength and happiness that you have, because mm. they will not last forever. Mm. 
and, and deal with illness and, and the inevitability of sickness with equanimity. And, and there is humor. It, it, you know, a lot of people would say this is nothing to joke about. Yeah. But we have to look at the cosmic yeah. comedy of, mm. of human life, where sure. one day you have a death sentence and the next you're whining that your spoon's not there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, every day here in the, in the um, hospital, there are so many stories. And I mean, I hardly ever see the same nurses twice. The turnover is so huge. The night nurses, the day nurses the doctors and everyone else, you know, and this massive amount of people that are trying to help. And of course it's their job, but they, every day, and the cleaners, the people that go around, do all this stuff, you know, it's incredible. But, um, but yeah, and also, um, like Zelensky was here in Berlin recently, and, uh, and I was watching it on the TV, because the other guy was, loved to watch TV all the time, which is not my, kind of thing and there were military helicopters going over and things and just imagining what it's like to live in a war zone and not knowing what's going to happen mm-hmm. the next moment you know right um, I always remember a friend of mine saying that you know that you feel more alive than ever before in a sense in war to be in a war zone yeah for example to be grateful Right. You know, that you're living the next moment. Well, my father was a military officer in the Navy, and most of my relatives were, every male relative on maternal and paternal side were Mm. in the Army, Navy, Marines, Mm. Military Intelligence, Defense Department. Mm. And all of them appreciated, they all went through combat in World War II, in Korea, Vietnam, everywhere and they all appreciated every moment of life and always made it clear after you've been through that experience you're grateful for every second of your existence Mm. so and this is one reason why unfortunately people are attracted to war it is an adventure Mm. it does make you feel uh, in the midst of death and violence and the threat of losing your life you never are more alive so Mm. this is why people have gone to war uh, unfortunately, they, because they don't appreciate their life when when bombs aren't falling, when bullets aren't flying. Mm. So that, yeah, and we and you know, how much do we take for granted that we are here in Berlin, in a relatively comfortable, safe infrastructure, and just one country away from us, people are dying because of Putin's megalomania and insanity. So, you know, we have to be very grateful again for our situation and have compassion for those who are suffering. Well, one thing I I wanted to add, surely there are people out there listening who are also ill right now, or their relatives or loved ones or friends, husbands, wives are ill. And I know many people who are suffering from various ailments. So I think for you and for those people, we can conclude our discussion about metaphysics and medicine and and how to deal with it in an initiatory manner Mm. I will do a prayer the medicine Buddha prayer which the medicine Buddha was a human meditator a a ordinary human being who became enlightened and when he became enlightened he made it his aspiration which a fully enlightened bodhisattva can have an aspiration that their liberation will lead to the liberation of other beings who are suffering. 
and his was whenever you look at the image of the Medicine Buddha or hear his mantra you will get the treatment you need one way or the other you will get the proper treatment you need if you are mortally ill you will be given the peace and tranquility to deal with death and, and that it will be as much as possible a peaceful passage uh, but one way or the other so this medicine buddha prayer which is very very ancient and in all buddhist traditions um, is for not only the physical health of the being but also assures the spiritual well-being and and that the, that the person who is undergoing illness or sickness will through that experience that their karma will be purified and that they will be led to liberation and let's say you if there are people out there who are suffering from something and don't know what's wrong with them this prayer also if they listen to it and if they repeat it if they look up the medicine buddha prayer or listen to the words i'm saying and repeat them phonetically the medicine buddha blessing will help you find a diagnosis or a prognosis or a cure or at least a palliative to make your life easier so with no further ado the medicine buddha prayer for for you who's suffering here with your green goo in the cardiology department and for all people who are listening to this whose loved ones are sick or are sick themselves and for people in the future and for all the beings in the world animals ghosts gods demons spirits all the six levels of beings who are ill and require uh, healthiness to return to them i am doing this prayer the medicine buddha prayer and i will do it three times and for people out there who would like to try to do it themselves you can do it three times seven times 108 times depending how much you or your loved ones require some kind of medical blessing tayatom bekitse bekitse maha bekitse bekitse radza samogati svaha tayatom bekitse bekitse maha bekitse radza samogati svaha tayatom bekitse bekitse maha bekitse radza samogati svaha sarvam mangalam So, if people out there look up, if they are sick, or people they know are sick, look up the Medicine Buddha mantra. You can find many instructions on it. And I have found it has helped many, many of my students and people I'm working with. If it doesn't heal you completely, it helps you find the help you need. But you need to activate it. Like if you just lay around and are sick and say the mantra, you're not going to get better. It means that real situations in the world op will open up for you if you have the initiative to go out and look for them. So it's not like you just instantly be cured. It means from a metaphysical level will come down to this physical world and the means and solutions, the antidote to cure you will appear. Thank you Nicholas. So thank you Nicholas Shrek for coming in today to the cardiology unit. Anytime. To <laughs> Vivantis. Hospital Krankenhaus here in what could be a more convivial Berlin. atmosphere for this discussion. Yes, I'm surprised the doctors and nurses have actually let her, left us alone for a bit. Um, but it is uh, growing evening and uh, growing a bit darker in 
springtime, very symbolic as well. Springtime, things growth again. So thank you very much. My pleasure. You've been and, listening. And uh, wishing you all the best for your health and to all people who are listening. May your health flourish and blossom. Indeed. So you've been listening to Radio On Berlin. Myself, Adrian Shepard, with Nicholas Schreck here. And uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, for any more information, www.radioonberlin.com. And also follow us on our podcasts as well from Podbean. Thank you. And uh, again, wishing you all out there good health. You have been listening to Radio on Berlin. Yeah! yeah.